What up, what up? It's Nella B. This your boy CV. And we here, man. We here, family. I hope everything is glorious for you all out there in podcast land. Yeah, man. Um, I hope the same for you guys. Everybody, <laughs> it's, it's been a trying week. It is only Tuesday and my children are getting on my nerves. Oh my God, I'm ready to go back to work. Send me back to work. <laughs> now. It has been a blessing having CV home and Fuck having that. him... <laughs> having him with baby right girl and giving me a little time between my maternity mm. leave and having to put her in daycare um he has also been so generous as to pick our son up after school instead of letting him go to aftercare so he wanted to be a car rider we we're gonna do it once or twice and then cv said well i'll do it until i go back to work and as you can hear he is more than likely Regretting. Yeah, man, I'm regretting that shit, man. I'm actually like, yo, I should have totally gave them away, like all Aww. next week. No, like next week, like give me my like my last week to myself or something. Boy, bye. I'm I didn't just, have no free last week, so nobody, you don't get no free last. But I had week. a longer time home with with them than you and? did. So, nigga, I need time to myself. Let me get me together. <laughs> Like shit. Well, you can still call the like and make doing, that happen. I feel like all I'm doing right now is like, damn, changing diapers, cleaning up, spit up, and fucking just dealing with her screaming on me. It's, I did. I do feel bad for him because nine times out of ten, when I call, I can hear the baby crying in the background. And he's like, I don't know what's wrong. She just ate. I don't. I, he's I like, know. I'm just trying to live my life right now. I feel like I'm online again. Like Aww. I remember, like I had gotten to this point where I was like, yo. Fuck this. Like, I ain't taking no more wood. Like, fuck this shit. Um, All of the Divine Nine organizations are non-hazing organizations. So I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> man, I'm almost 15 years no in the bond at this point, about. man. Shit, yeah. And I'm pretty sure when you guys got done with Bible study, <laughs> nothing happened to anyone. So should I start pit and peek today? Yeah, since... you can start pit and peek, man. <laughs> well, I'll start with my pit today so we end up on a high note um but my pit is man you know when you start a new job sometimes the onboarding process is just a little chaotic or they leave you with absolutely nothing to do so that's my pit but i am going to do what cv advised me to do and just enjoy exactly just enjoy (laughs) the downtime Um, the only difference here at this job is like they got super locks on all the the internet shenanigans like you ain't going nowhere i can't even check my gmail account but that's fine um and my peak is the other side of that coin which is i am embarking on a new journey at a new uh place that i won't name but I am super excited to get to to actually do some one-on-one counseling work. Word, word. That's word, what's up. Word. Hey, that's all I got, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm happy for you, man. Like, you know, you out the house, you see, you know, sunshine. You know if it's hot or cold. He could you not he could not understand why I was in such a rush to get out of the house. And yeah. this is why. And it is funny. He's like, you can tell if it's hot or cold. Because I was like, it is burning up outside. He's like, work. Because it was cold this morning. I'm like, nah, but it's hot now. He's like, really? Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, she's my weather vane right now. So it is what it is. But What's your pit and peak? Uh, pit, man. I mean, just rough days with the baby lately, man. And, um, and peak, 
I, I kind of see like a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm kind of like, you know, getting to that point. I can't even believe I'm saying that shit. I'm ready to go back to work. Like, fuck that, right? It but makes you think it's kind of like a peak. You know, I'm, I'm going to kind of be happy to kind of get back to just being a normal adult again. Because this shit is not normal. I don't care what stay-at-home moms say. Fuck that. This cannot be a way of life. I don't think there's a stay-at-home mom on this planet. not depressed. Say it's, it's normal. They no, have to I be fucking depressed. Yes, they are, man. <laughs> That's they fucking are. I wouldn't say that. I'm pretty sure that stay-at-home moms really enjoy being with their kids and being able to contribute to what they're learning daily. So stay-at-home moms, stay-at-home moms, excuse me. Yeah, y'all stay up. Y'all stay up. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm saying, man. So check it out. Um, I want to go ahead and get straight into like some of the the, the upcoming or new shit that's going on. <laughs> like no, I mean like we don't usually do What's current going topics. on in the news. Yeah, like so the one thing um I was kind of like taken aback by is you know there's this is guy named Jesse Smollett you know <laughs> Empire guy whatever you know what I mean and he made this comment saying that he is the gay Tupac. All right, so I don't know about Nella B. She's not a hip hop person. She's a cricket. What? <laughs> That's all I got to say. Like, no, we, why would he say something about that? Like, you ain't got to be hip hop to know who Tupac. No, is. but pause. So, what did Tupac mean to you? What did he? You know, what I'm saying, like, tell me about Tupac. Like, what you think? I think revolutionary when I think Tupac. I and okay. you know, like, I I'm not a huge hip hop head. I I can't sit here and say that. But you Word. know, one of the two of the songs that I remember is. Uh, Got a baby, got a baby. Oh, of course. Okay. okay. And um <laughs> and this is after, after Tupac's death. No. <laughs> but after Tupac's death, the like the um it's just the way it is. Oh Lord. I know that's I know that's different, y'all. Okay. Well we y'all. never have a very in-depth conversation <laughs> by him. Look, look, <clears throat> all I know is Jesse Smollett is not Tupac, period. Gay, straight, or otherwise. Yeah. He's not. So his, you not it. So here's the thing. Like the one thing I remember diving into I would Tupac was is that there were layers to this guy. Like, you know, we saw him as a thug. He had a thug life tattoo. And he was this guy that was like Which serious. I just discovered this year was an acronym. Don't ask me what it stands yeah. for, but I just discovered yeah. that. <laughs> um but um yeah, pretty much um shit, man, you made me lose my train of thought. But yeah, pretty much what I look at with him is like there were layers to him, right? He's you, like a you, parfait. You, you thought that he was <laughs> this one guy and and really and truthfully, like he just had a lot of um, a lot of love for his community, the black community, and he felt like, you know, um, it, it was not about being passive. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been like Martin Luther King. He would have been more like a Malcolm X. So he was all about the hate that was given to him. Mm-hmm. He was all about returning that shit back. He's like, fuck all y'all. But that's what, I, that's what I'm saying fuck everyone when I else. say revolutionary. I, I'm saying somebody who really cared about the community, was interested in um, building people up, and I, okay, Jesse, that's what you're into. But like, I just, I don't, I don't so let's talk vibe about with the comparison. So, so the other thing about Tupac is he was a real ass nigga. You listen to some of his interviews <laughs> and he, so this is in my mind. I think if Tupac had gotten robbed and beat up that night, mm-hmm. you know, like I was about to go out the house, you know, it's like three in the morning. I'm going to get me some ass or some pussy or something, right? He's going to say it. See, Jesse lying. He talking about he was going to get some goddamn Subway. <laughs> Ain't nobody getting Subway at 2 o'clock You know what I'm saying? So now this man up here talking about he was going to get some boy butt. That's what he was going to do. And the shit went wrong. At the end of the day, 
he not a real ass nigga. If he was so prideful or whatever, he just ain't want to say he was going to get a booty call. But I think the reason that he made that comparison is because he fought back. But I mean, that's just human that's nature. That's just a regular nigga. Any, anybody's self-preservation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know too many people that's just going to allow themselves to get beat down. So I, I don't I don't vibe with the comparison, but it is what it is. Absolutely um, not, man. Actually, before him saying that, I never thought of the idea. I never even thought about Comparing him to Tupac, I was like, how? I was like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe he's he's somebody that I really never put on my radar because he's the guy that was on Empire, Empire and he's an arm. Well, I don't even. He's a pop singer of yeah. some sort. So I mean, I don't even understand like how he could even come out of his mouth and say something like that. Like I never known him to have like that kind of persona or even that impact on the industry. Do you hear Charlemagne talking about like? Could you imagine if Tupac were gay? Would uh, keep your head up? Would be like. <laughs> what do you say? Or uh, what's the other one? <laughs> Definition of a rider or something like that. Oh, ambition of a Ambition of a rider, yeah. see, sorry. Oh, <laughs> but I don't know. that smack on the table, man? I don't know. I'm we like, need to work on that shit, man. Very animated. I'm going to tie your hands up next time. Just have you. <laughs> see, look. <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> we'll be back, y'all. Now, um, <laughs> but anyway, while we talking about people catching beatdowns, let's talk about Liam Neeson's. Liam Neeson's. <laughs> Liam Neeson's? Hey, man. Look, I, I fucks with him, man. I fucks with him and, uh, before this shit. But, like, this is the thing. Um, with so, this tell, whole... tell him what Liam did. Oh, okay. So, if anybody time. is hiding under a rock, Liam uh, basically got um, put himself um, in, the, in the limelight with something that the interviewer didn't even really ask him. He just kind of <laughs> volunteered this shit. It was like verbal diarrhea. Um, <laughs> he basically said like he had a situation where a family member was taking advantage of him, rape. Um, and he asked the description of the person. He said, uh, young lady said it was black. And so he felt angered for a period of weeks and he would walk around with a baton looking for a black person on the streets to, you know, pop off. Now, see, this is the one thing I'm going to say. He has done great movies. Taken, mm-hmm. taken one, two, three, Six. and then this. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> and he's been in several other. He was just in Widows, right? Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. smacked the shit out of Viola Davis at the end. He could get that goddamn money. But my thing is this: he done did so many goddamn movies. He forgot what a real nigga was like. That Taken movie, Kung Fu shit that he taken to to, to bust somebody's ass on film. That shit ain't gonna work. I wish he would walk around the south side of Chicago. <laughs> downtown Charleston with that bullshit in your little baton. You're going to get popped on, nigga. Like, I, you know, so I I agree with all of that. However, we need to understand trauma, folks, when I, like, we are so quick to cancel everybody. So before everybody, y'all jump on Nella B, she is not taking his side. I'm not. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But I'm saying that we're so quick to cancel people, we don't really think of like, um, basic human reaction to things point blank period i'm imagining that jesse smollett has some feelings towards white people now you know if this alleged situation happened the way he said and and yeah Yeah. he has he's been pretty vocal about it we as a people black people automatically most i will say don't have the statistics but most black people i will say are kind of suspicious of white people not saying we all walk around with weapons wishing wish a crack of wood no we don't we don't feel that way but when something happens to somebody who's very close to you um that can happen i I was telling i told cv yesterday when he told me about it i said okay well babe imagine i came home and i said that i was sexually assaulted by someone and i i don't know who they were only thing I could tell you is it was a white man with piercing 
blue eyes. That How would, would you of, feel? I, I mean, I would feel some type of way, but um, I don't know that I would walk around and and hope that someone would engage so, me in that way. That's almost kind of crazy. Somebody's right? reaction to trauma is completely different than the next person. I so, feel you, but so, if somebody killed him, then so one a, person, you know one person might be like, you know what, my friend, my family member, whatever. I'm gonna stay close to them. I'm gonna follow them. You know, just make sure they get everywhere. Somebody else may withdraw from them. Somebody else may, you know, go looking for trouble while somebody else may withdraw from all black people. So I'm saying before we pop off it, because in the same sentence, so I heard the voice clip um, in the same sentence, he says, I understand that that was wrong. I understand that that was like a a bad movie. You got to save it. I mean, his movie's about to drop. Yeah. Yeah. And he should not have said it. Yeah, he probably should have worked after they And he's 66 years old. He said that happened 40 years ago. So he's 26 years old. He probably thinks he's invincible. Right. Fuck somebody up. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, it might be light mayo. I don't think it's a heavy mayo, you know? <laughs> so, give give uh, Liam some, just a little bit of pause, you know? Be mad I at him for the I week. Mean, I know, I know more, I know more militant black folks about issues oh, yeah. with white people than I do in this particular case, though. I mean, it just sounds like there would have been somebody that was innocent that had nothing to do with it that he might have just popped off on. Yeah. And in that case, like, that's, like, when we I forget what we were watching, um, but it tripped me out, like, you know, when you see people retaliate, mm-hmm. like, they don't go for the person who retaliated. Like, what, Are like, you talking even, about law-abiding citizens? No, he, well, he, <laughs> he, they were kind of indirect. Oh, okay. But, okay, so, like, think about it like this. When, like, a, um, when an officer killed mm-hmm. a black person, like, it'll be somebody in another state and they just running up and shooting that cop. Right. So, right. like, for me, that's dumb. Like, I think if we're going to, like, retaliate, y'all need to show up at that officer's house. And I'm not at by all putting a hit out on anybody. But I'm just saying, I think that you got to direct the energy where it should be directed. Yeah. Like, there's no need for us to go and pop off at other officers that had nothing to do with it. Right. So that's where I think his error lies. I think the takeaway I want everybody to get, really, is that you cannot control how someone responds, period, but especially with trauma, they can't control it themselves. So when something traumatic happens, there's such thing as uh, vicarious trauma, which means it didn't happen directly to you, but you were impacted by it. And it, and again, it happens to us as African-Americans all the time. Every time we hear about, you know, an unarmed black individual being harmed by the police, we feel a way. I remember, you know, CV, when we lived in Virginia, I think I like called and text him like six times before he was even able to get out the neighborhood. Like, you okay? You good? Did you get in the car all right? You all right? Because it, it, it was There was heated. a lot of shit happening at that yeah, time. Yeah, like somebody got shot like 26 confer- times at a gas station. Yeah, it was Where like a Confederate rally like <laughs> right. right in the area. We see the trucks riding down. It was, it was just bad. But anywho. <laughs> yeah. So that is some of the things happening in the news today. Make sure you guys stay up on what's going on. We probably should start looking for a positive story, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that, little that black girl, like that little black girl that like got her uh, beauty line in Target. Yes, we'll to start talking about stuff like that. We will. So yeah. um, I guess semi-positive. The president's giving his State of the Union address tonight. Oh, word. Yeah. So, so moving on, what are we talking about today? <laughs> so today, guys, I wanted to bring this up to you because I saw this article about former model and restaurateur B. Smith. 
Okay, B. Smith is 69 years old and she is married. She um, suffers from early onset Alzheimer's. Word. The reason it's getting I, I, so much attention. I'm sorry. No, nah, I was going to say, like, I'm concerned that I'm going to get Alzheimer's because it runs in, you know. You got to start playing these brain games. Yeah, man. That shit is real, man. And I know <laughs> the, the second that I lose my memory, Jessica's going to. Gonna have another nigga up in my house. <laughs> anyway, so the reason this is getting so much attention is because her husband has now moved in his girlfriend. So his her husband is sixty four years old. The girlfriend happens to be a Caucasian woman who's fifty four years old. So B Smith and her husband are African American, black, and he's moved in his girlfriend. This has caused so much outrage. The internet is going for this man. His name is Dan Smith. And I have to say, I'm not mad at it. Okay, so we and we we touched on a topic similar to this, or at least losing a loved one. So this woman's not even dead, but you know, we did that episode back episode 27 with Angelo uh Jeter, one of uh Nella B's college friends. And so we talked about you know, if you lose somebody, the appropriate time to move, to on. move on. So mm-hmm. this nigga <laughs> hasn't even let the woman hit the grave yet. Now, so this is my thing. You know, we all have different means and ways and things like that of taking care of our significant others and whatnot. Um, and I think that if his woman has Alzheimer's, um, he should be so busy taking care of this woman, that pussy, oh. and having fun with this other woman is the last fucking thing on his mind. I think that his love for her, he should be spending more time trying to remind her of who they are. Give me some notebook shit on this, man. Like I know, and I know the shit is difficult because I I lived. I, so my grandfather had um, Alzheimer's, and I watched him go through that. He forgot everything. He forgot how to walk. Sometimes, sometimes he forget how to feed himself. Couldn't hold a spoon right. And you know, I don't think that I could live seeing my significant other going through that and then being like, oh, well, I got to get mine. You know what I'm saying? So I got to, you know what I'm saying? I need, I need to have fun too. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Because I need, I want to make sure that her diet stays on this earth and comfortable. Let's say for, I get her consciously for five minutes and then she's like, who the fuck is this white bitch in my house, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's inappropriate. I think in my, my biggest thing is this, you know, in this, Day and age, we are so quick to comment on people's lives because we we only see what they post. And the fact is, nobody knows what the behind the scenes conversation is or was. I have always said to CV, if there were something where I were terminally ill, that I believe that life goes on, and I would want him to. We got this on record, like on record too. So right. I mean, and, and I said it on several and, episodes and on record. I said, I'm not okay with it. But, you know, so so we know how you should be viewed if you did move on beyond the scope no, of time. Like, nobody I, I, will care if I, I hope somebody move cares. On. But the thing, hope- is, the thing is, life moves on, and I want him to be happy, and I, I would want this woman to... Why can't his happiness... Uh, why you ain't gonna he... let me get my go thought ahead, get out, your huh? Out. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I would want this woman to help him to move forward. And in this case, I mean, Alzheimer's is, is not curable at this point. And, it's not. and it leads to 
ultimately leads to that person's demise. So I want somebody to help my husband to move forward as I transition. The thing that's special about Alex, this is um, Dan's girlfriend's name, is they actually knew each other prior to. That's actually more problematic to me, but go ahead. B knew her as well. So they were all friends prior to. We don't know what the conversation was. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) So check it out. So we all know someone. Let's just say there was a friend of yours and she's single Mm -hmm. and you have dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever. And you would be okay with me being with this woman. So in my clear You're alive and you're still here in the house. In my clear mind. And this is something I have like seriously been thinking about because Stevie and I have the worst memories on the face of the planet. Now that's not to say that we um, are at higher risk for Alzheimer's or anything like that, but it it has been something I've thought about. In my clear mind, I would want to pick the girl. I would want to pick the lady. Okay. I wouldn't want you out here with some 30 year old teeny bopper. (laughs) We're like in our 70s or something like that. So if I'm like, hey, so and so still in good health. <laughs> she got relatively I don't need good you to memory. Pick nothing for me. I don't need you to pick that for me. Check it out. I think I think the issue with this is like it's just so it's 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 I'm not gonna say it soon. I don't know how long. It, it, did it share anything in the uh article about how long she's been battling Alzheimer's or living with that? Because I mean the thing I think about with that is it, there's stages to it. So mm-hmm. you know, it starts in dementia and it's there's, you know, little subtleties. Like, my granddaddy was doing weird shit, you know? Um, like, weird shit, but I mean, like, he would be hiding from us and shit. Like, like nigga, this ain't a game. We we <laughs> thought you were lost. Like, this ain't funny. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he playing hide-and-seek. He's a grown-ass man. But, you know, I think the the thing about it is I know there's going to be different things. You might not even know this person sometime. They might not know you. Because you're looking at the person that you grew to love and you're like, man, I don't know this person. And I know that could probably be very frustrating. And I can understand why um, he may feel like he wants to move on. Right. But I just can't. But the thing is, this is the, the gotcha. So she was diagnosed in 2013. Okay, it's so it's been 2019. About five, it's been a long time. And, and you thing- got Alzheimer's, can you fuck? I mean, you, do you still have uh, sexual... We have got to start like video recording these because y'all need to see the way I'm looking at him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea I mean, and I can't you know, Google fast enough. Right, but I imagine, me... here's the thing. I imagine that would be very difficult because let's say you have that individual lucid for five minutes or you have that individual lucid for two minutes and then in that third minute, she's not. And she's like, oh my God, who are you and why are you on top of me? Okay, I dig that. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be I would say you probably should. Unless you do have that. like a rape fetish that you want to play out. Oh. <laughs> no, but seriously. I'm turning the mic away from my husband. Cause... So, let me talk to y'all for a minute. Man, so, whatever. they're all living in the house. They all live in the house together, oh, including um, their daughter, B and Dan's daughter. Now, the way I understand it is she is Dan's daughter from previous marriage. She's not. Okay, so she don't she's care. She's not B's child, but B raised her since she was 12 years old. How does she feel about it? She said that she was relieved when her father, and her father only started dating this woman last year. Okay. Well, technically not last year, 20, 2017. So... She said she was relieved because she saw she saw the toll that caring for B took on 
him. And she actually moved back in the house to help him take care of her. So the girlfriend also makes meals for her. Um, they have they come in, they have conversations with each other as, as lucid as B is at the time. And the article I read, it said that, you know, B came shuffling across the floor, gave Alex a hug. Like she looks at Alex as a caregiver. Uh, and I mean, nobody's neglecting her. I think I would have more of an issue if he was she, like, if he was "Yeah, her. I got a girlfriend, and I'm out." Okay, now you know what. And, and when you said that, you know, I started thinking a little further along with my granddad. You know, at some point, you kind of become more like a kid, right? And you have to really take care of that person. So, I mean, I guess the view of the relationship does change. And I didn't plan on changing my fucking view on this. <laughs> um, but you know what I would do if you we had another bell nigga for me to house, ring. I hope that if you did have another nigga take care of me, I hope I take the biggest, nastiest shit in my drawers that he has to change. Because I swear, <laughs> for real. Like, I mean, at the very minimum, I need to shit on this nigga one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, man, because this nigga up here in my house. You and this word. What? We both, we need to be on the end. I know, because you might end up with a white boy, so I just stop saying that. <laughs> we need to be on a, a, a nigga detox. Can't say it. My bad. Can't say it. Can't say the word. Well, yeah. But yeah. No, I mean, I, I totally understand the toll that caregiving has on any relationship, regardless of if it's a um, terminal illness or not. Like caregiving with um, diabetes or hypertension, like even that is very taxing. Now, I'm not telling you if your man got diabetes to run out there and get you somebody else. I'm yeah, not. Man. Just because you gave that man a shot, don't mean Don't try to say Nella B endorsed that. But yeah. um, what I am saying is it takes a lot. And if, if it's terminal, I want somebody to help my family to transition. I feel I I I'm I'm, I'm kind of leaning to more more towards what you're saying, and only for the reasons that I'm thinking about how much I dislike taking care of a baby right now. Like, cause it's I mean it sucks because she's just sitting there crying. All right, and I'm like I don't know what the fuck she wants, right? And I'm thinking to myself, I change diapers with little you know soft serve poop, and so I'm like, man, you know, if I'm up here changing your grown ass mm-hmm. diaper. At some point, I can see why I probably wouldn't even want to oh. fuck you no more. I'd be like, "Oh, oh my I'm gosh!" Good. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, was like, I get ridiculous. it. I get it, Dan. I feel you, bro. It's so. I, I mean, the thing, the thing is, we shouldn't talk about like the physical part about it. The physical, the intimacy. I know that he probably misses all that, but for me, it's so much more than that because. This is a disease, and you're watching your loved one just wither away. I mean, you know it's life, I mean? right? I mean, that's just how it goes. We live, we die. <sighs> and it sucks, man. I mean, everybody go out in a different way. Some some ways are, you know, more peaceful, and some, some are more drawn out and, you know, painful to watch. My grandma had a, um, a massive heart attack, right? And, you know, I thought that that sucked, but then I thought about it. If I was... To choose how I would die, I would rather go out like her than what my granddad did because he spent several years not being able to take care of him. So he went from a fully independent individual and being when he was a sound minor for the slight moment that he was able to probably process and think straight, mm-hmm. he was pissed because he was like, I can't do what the fuck my body used to do. I think I can do this. I should be able to do this. Mm-hmm. You can see it on his face. I'm telling you. But the thing about it, like, so 
in relationships. Mm. Imagine the pain you would have coming in every day and me not knowing you. I, you know, for me, I'm, and you know me mm-hmm. now. So the pain I would have would be impatience because I don't have patience. That's what the pain would be. It would be more of an internal struggle with finding the The sad part patience. is I know that that's so true. That's 100% true. Like, Damn it, I told you yesterday. <laughs> Bitch, you know my name. <laughs> I'm your husband. And I'm like, God, come on, man. All right, so you don't know this dick? You don't know this dick. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> so y'all totally see where his priority is. No, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm interested to know. Like, I really want people to chime in on this and tell us, like, would you be able to watch your significant other wither away, terminal yeah. illness, Alzheimer's or whatever else, and not have a support. The role playing game could be in the early stages, the role playing game could be kind of fun though. Alright, I stopped, man. <laughs> she don't want me to talk no more, man. I sorry. <laughs> anyway, anyway yeah, so I wish you was another so there. another part of the another part of the backlash is this, guys. What? So we're gonna get off the, the terminal illness part yeah. of it. So B. Smith has made an empire for herself, basically. She was deemed the black Martha Stewart. She was um she was a model, then she started to open restaurants everywhere. She was like branding herself to have her own um what do you call it? Kitchenware, all that stuff. Oh, that's what's so up. she's built an empire. They're living mm-hmm. nice. So he came up with her. So black Since Twitter, <laughs> pretty uh... much. Black Twitter is like, so you gonna move this Becky in, and she get to Does she live have any off. Children? She doesn't have any children. Word. She had any siblings? That I'm not sure of. Because I imagine Big Bro or Little Bro want to fuck him up right now. I don't know. I mean, so it is it different. Would it be different if you were a individual of means? Would you feel away if somebody was coming in? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, as a man, like, you know, sadly, society defines us by the shit that we bring to the table. And so I think as a man, if I have acquired a lot of things, mm-hmm. like a nice, beautiful home that you got the big-ass tub you like. You know what I'm saying? You can just lay out in that motherfucker. I want a tub big enough for CV to lay in. And he is six six feet tall, six six foot one. So if you can lay in, then I know I can lay in. And and, then, you know, you can put your rose petals. So imagine, you know, this tub that I came home and ran you some, like, lavender bath and put some rose petals in that motherfucker. And then, you know... (laughs) We get it in afterwards because I done got you at the tub and rubbed you down and everything. I got those memories in that tub with you. And now I'm sick and shit and I can't remember nothing and I can't do that for you no more. And you got another man living up in my house doing that. No, man. That shit ain't fair. <laughs> we just and take he, play, he playing PlayStation on my 105-inch wall TV that I done bought. You know what I'm saying? This man withdrawing money out of my account. He was like, oh, babe, I just need to do so and so, but I'm assuming if they ran in the same circle, she's probably pretty affluent herself. It, okay, one could think that. <laughs> one could think that. So tell me, is is uh, Dan pretty mm-hmm. affluent? I mean, he was he's he, taking care of his wife. He's a caregiver. Now. Was he affluent before he met? I don't think so. They came up oh. together. Is what it seems like. They came up together. She came up with him 
in the marriage. As her husband and manager, I believe. He was her manager? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's all I'm gonna say on that shit, man. I look, I think I think that's not I think I would put something in a contract with that. Like I would put like a, a clause on my money. Like, oh, so is this this is a place for the prenup or the postnup agreement? The postnup, like in my death. Like I can't for real. Like you have to, you would have to sell the. If you move on in a relationship, I would request that you sell the home. Wow. Liquidate like those properties and stuff like that. This nigga don't need to drive nothing I ever own. If I ever bought a classic car, that nigga should not be allowed to just s- sell suits. that motherfucker. He cannot wear my goddamn suits. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like give all my shit to my son. If he want to burn it, throw it away, then that's fine. But. You know, saying go to your local church. There's an old person in the church who probably rocked my shit. You know what I mean? But um, no, that brother should not be in any home of mine. So you need to go find a new place. And y'all make your own memories. Like, don't be tacky. Don't be going fucking a nigga in my bed. You know what I'm saying? Don't be making me. And oh God, don't have him in my kitchen. Don't let that man use my good pots. Yo, he really is feeling that. He's gonna scratch up Straight my cast up, iron. Yeah, and if that nigga get on my grill, if he get on my grill. Do you understand? In my death, I will haunt you for the rest of your life. On my grill, y'all. Anywho. Anybody who know me know what. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I lose my shit. Guys, you know, we are kind of looking at the lighter side of the situation. But we need to remember that Alzheimer's is very, very real. Very real. And I hope nobody that listens um, has any loved ones that has been affected absolutely by Absolutely not. And there are uh, five point. Four million American Americans that have Alzheimer's and don't even know it. Um, the fuck you mean? So one of the things, one of the things that I saw, um, Neidhart, the Neidhart family from uh, WWE. Yeah. Natalia's father, Jim, had Alzheimer's, but they did not tell him about his diagnosis. So he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And they didn't tell him. So when he would kind of go off on tangents, and he yeah. and he didn't seem to be very severe because he was on the show Total Divas that I like to watch. Yeah. Um, when he would go off on tangents, they would go with him. Word. And you know, if he would say, Well, who's that? He'd say, Oh, they they say, Oh, that's Josie, that's your daughter, and they'd just go on. So he died and then, was no. unaware of But you his know what though? Sometimes when people know that they got certain things, they get sick. Then they get yeah, it's like they just kinda and also, you know, it's like that anxiety, the stress that you put on yourself. Like, I think, like, if if you could kind of get away from, like, being aware of being sick. Because I know if they told me, oh, you got cancer, I'm probably going to go, like, next month. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's not <laughs> so funny at all. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. So, really startling fact that I just saw is more women have Alzheimer's than men. Oh. And symptoms of the disease develop as young as 30. Y'all play your brain games. What's the symptom though? Play your brain. <laughs> play your brain games. I have to look that up because it's I, more. It's more than just forgetting. I was gonna things. say that's not fair because I mean everybody forgets stuff. It's the sixth leading cause of death in the um, United States. Dang boy, look, it's got to be whatever they put in our food, like legit. Mm. It's it's got to be. I don't yeah. even want to know what you're looking at. She's like scrolling it. And looking I'm, at I'm looking at, I'm bringing up the, the facts or whatever. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's amazing that they ain't found no cure for that yet, man. They ain't trying hard enough. They wasn't watching, oh, what's that? Uh, what? That shark movie that had LL Cool J in it. And they was taking the shark, 
the shark sales to um, fight <laughs> They should have been watching that. But anywho, so my final thought on the situation is this. Caregivers need love too. This is a very trying time for Mr. Smith and for B, for the whole family included. We don't know the conversations that are being had. She very well could have said, you know, if something were to happen to me in, in a lucid moment, early diagnosis, if something is to happen to me, or if I am declining to a point where you need help, get that help. Yeah. And if you fall for that person, so be it. I mean, it's human nature. We are We are driven to connect with people. And it it is irrational to think that after someone is no longer mentally or physically with you, that you won't find another person, not to replace that individual, but as a partner in life. So I, I definitely don't have a problem with this situation. I wish Mr. Smith the best. I wish B the best. And um, I hope that she lives out the rest of her time in comfort with her family and I, I i love that they're all still together that's what's up i think that's very very sweet too it's a very <laughs> sweet sentiment yo now nah, for real i i think so i i agree with you to an extent um you know especially considering like because i didn't really fact find on her mm-hmm. like early life and you know knowing that she you know such a successful woman you know she probably was a really driven woman she probably was a little demanding and you know, she probably might have been a little bit controlling, too, because you have to be those things to be a successful person. So in closing, I want Dan to get all of the energy <laughs> that B would have wanted him to have. So if that may be bad, then, hey, brother, I, I you know, I, I hope you have strength to bear what, what that white girl's going to bring you, because it's going to happen, brother. You up there living in that woman's house. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? After she done built this empire for you to just lamp up and then you can at least got a black girl technically. I think about it. And, and and no offense to any of my white listeners, but I'm just saying, you know, you gotta keep like what's the, what why you ain't passing on no generational wealth, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, help a help a post sister out the church, you know what I'm saying, who couldn't we donate don't know to that the building fund. Doing that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who couldn't donate to the building fund, you know, she just want a good man in her life. She's been praying for it her whole life. And here you are in the same congregation as her. You ain't give her that chance. You ain't got you a young white girl. Anywho. What? (laughs) We don't know that he's not helping out. I'm just playing out here, man. But (laughs) I'm in a silly mood. I see that. He's like delirious from dealing with the kids all day. Yeah, I'm just happy to talk to an adult. I'm sitting next to my beautiful wife. And um, I hadn't seen her all day. She comes home late as fuck. Um, so I will tell you this too. This is one thing that I know um, from counseling stuff. Like I don't work with the geriatric po- um, population. I am just far too soft to do that. But what we do know is that having children around keeps people young, and grandparents who um, babysit are less likely to develop um, illnesses like dementia nah. and Alzheimer's, and they they stay in better health. So that's one no, thing that we can't know. Do it, but anyway, moving on to our mindful minute for today. Um, a part of mindfulness is staying in the moment and soaking it all in. So today's mindful moment is making gratitude your attitude. Basically, this is taking note of the things that you're thankful for. Whenever you are stressed out and 
Just having a rough time. Yeah. I'm looking at I Phoebe know, in I, the I did a super bad job of all with of that deepness, today. right? Yeah. Whenever you're, you're having a bad time, take a moment. Stop. Pause in that moment and think of the things that you're thankful for. Yeah, the baby is crying on you, but you know what? She's in good health. Her lungs are good. She's strong. She's loyal. Man, no, she's not loyal. She's not fucking loyal at No, all. these kids are not loyal. No. But, you know, I'm very thankful for my children's health. I'm thankful that my husband was able to be out of work and take care of our children for this short period of time. I'm happy he has a job to go back to. It's been like not eight. It's been eight weeks. It's been eight weeks. Yeah. So, guys, remember, be thankful. Count your blessings. Um, if you are of sound mind and body, hug your loved ones. Let them know how you feel now. And put, and put your stuff on paper. Be mindful <laughs> of what you want <laughs> out of your loved one. In the event that you lose your your mind, or you know, you, what, what what should we call it? Yeah, you know, like your you mental have some health, cognitive yeah, you decline. Have some, yeah, if you have a cognitive <laughs> decline, yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good word. Anyway, folks, we are out of here. Remember to take a moment to be mindful, and we here, man. We here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to another episode of We Here, man. We're going to continue bringing you new content each and every week, but we want you guys to join the conversation. So download Anchor.fm, available in iTunes and Google Play. Also, hit that subscribe button in your Apple or Google Play podcast store. I want you to give us the stars, give us the likes if you like it. And like Mama said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. In other words, don't give us one star, y'all. Thank you for listening again, and we definitely appreciate your air and won't take it for granted.